Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 375 for the 8th of Kislev in Alipir. We've spoken about gardening on this podcast before, about the idea of planting a seed in the ground and the miracle of uh, growth that comes from that. And we've spoken about the idea that while it appears to us, while we kind of take it for granted that you plant an, uh, a, an apple seed, in the, a seed of an apple tree in the ground and an apple tree will grow, we're like, yeah, that's science. That's how it works. But we really dissected that and we spoke about the idea that, that that's actually not something to be taken for granted at all. And it's actually a very miraculous thing that's occurring. Um, and if you think about it, you know, if you think about it just from like a very basic commonsensical level, I think everybody would observe just how miraculous that is. And we've also spoken about previously how, well, it looks to us that the tree emerges out from that seed. At the same time, um, Chassidus explains that that's actually not true at all. That yes, the seed stimulates the power of the tree to grow, but the tree itself actually grows out of the earth, out of the earth itself, out of the earth's latent power of growth. This is a really profound uh, concept in Judaism. It's related to the idea of bitachon in general, the idea of trust, and how it is that uh, you know we go to work and we put in all this work and all of that stuff, and then we get a paycheck. But actually, that paycheck is not coming from the wor- our work. The, the, our work stimulated a paycheck above, yes, but the money itself is coming from God. So a lot of causality, a lot of things that we attribute to causality in our worlds are actually not causality at all. It's actually God at play and really everything comes from God, whether we're talking about the uh, a, a tree growing, whether we're talking about the money that we have, whether we're talking about a baby being born, there's so many different ramifications of this. So what is the focus that we're going to be taking with this today? So the focus that we're going to be taking with this today, actually, actually interesting enough is to understand this uh, this example of uh, of uh, planting a seed in the ground and having a tree grow from it and using that as an analogy to help us understand the power that mitzvahs have and what performing mitzvahs with physical objects what this the effect that this has above and how this can really be likened to the process of planting so how does this work so it gets a little cabalistic but I'll try to break it down as 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 simple and as easy to understand as possible, is that if you've been following along the podcast these days, and we're still in the fourth essay of Kuntra's Ahran, one of the things that we learned was the idea that the physical worlds, the physical objects through which we perform mitzvahs, their root comes from the name Sag in in Hebrew. Uh, The name Sag is associated, so we spoke about how they're, they're 
many different names of God and there's four kind of core names of God and each one reflects a different spiritual level. And we spoke about how the name Sug uh, is uh, is related to the world of chaos, the world of Tohu. It's related to, uh, to the shattering of the vessels, to the energy that was so powerful that it just couldn't be contained. And so it's shattered. So the world in which we're living in is this world of shattered vessels. And our purpose in doing mitzvahs since rectify these sparks and to uh, bring them back to their source and to have them be rectified. And the way that we're able to do this is through our soul being from ma, which ma is related to the level of tikkun, of rectification. But now the question that's going to come up today is how is this possible? How can we turn something that is chaotic into order? Something that's inherently chaotic. If we're saying that these sparks are inherently chaotic, that their source is in sag, their source is in this place of chaos, how can they be turned to order? It, it doesn't really add up. It doesn't really make logical sense. And so as we'll learn, this the way that this works is actually very similar to uh, to planting a seed. So just like you look at a seed and you're like, how is a, um, a big tree going to come out from the seed? Well, the truth is it's not. What's happening is that you plant that seed and that seed stimulates the earth's power of growth. So similarly too, when you perform a mitzvah, when you take an esrog and lulav, for example, or you take a parchment of tefillin, which its source is in the world of, of, of tohu this from this level of sag. So what's happening is that by you performing that mitzvah, you're actually stimulating a much higher power that's even higher than the level of sag, that's even higher than the level of chaos, which allows for this rectification to happen. So that's kind of like the overview of what we're going to be looking at today. And as I mentioned, it does get kind of Kabbalistic, but hopefully if, uh, if nothing else, that's your main takeaway and I'll, I'll try to bring it together again at the end. So let's go through and see how the Ultra Rebbe explains all this in a little bit more technical detail. So the Ultra Rebbe begins today's section with a question. And he says, how could it be that we take something like an esrog or tefillin or like the, the parchment scroll of the tefillin, which as we've already described, they stem from the 288 uh, sparks that have not yet been purified. Like these are the fallen sparks. And we say that these things, these, this esrog or this tefillin that we're going to use is going to draw light into the vessels of Zer Anpin and Nukva within Atsilus, like this is weird. Why is this strange? Because the Kalim, the vessels of Atsilus have already been rectified, which through the name Ma, which is all about rectification, which is why uh, the world of Atsilus is able to be in this state of pure godliness and unadulterated godliness. This is due to the light there already being rectified. So if that's the case, what are these unrectified sparks adding to there? How can, what, what are they doing there? So the ultra but now brings a an analogy for this and he says the analogy is like planting a seed so um so as we've explained and as i explained in the introduction then when um when you plant a, a seed in the ground this seed that you planted in the ground stimulates the power of growth in the earth which is the which is what is this power of growth in the earth this is the um this is the word of god this is the word of god that specifically says this is from Bereshit chapter 1 verses 11 that the earth shall sprout forth fruit trees etc. So uh, again, as we've explained many times, the real vitality of the world is not 
the DNA and, you know, all of the atoms and all that stuff, but it's actually the word of God that's vitalizing all that. But when we plant a seed in the ground, we're arousing, we're stimulating God's um, speech to create, to, to, which is the power of growth within the earth. And when this happens, then this, um, then this elevates the mind nukfin, the feminine waters to their source. So this is what happens, says the Altar Abba, when, uh, when we talk about the, the parchment of the tefillin or the esrug, um, that the parchment of the tefillin and the esrug, they too, it's like when we do those things, this is like we're planting a seed basically, and this stimulates a very, very high power. Power. What does this stimulate? This, is, this stimulates the name sug which comes from before the breaking of the vessel, which is the essence and the being of the, um, of the, of the lights that are found in Adam Kadmon and not just the radiance of the light, which is like the name of Ma, which is on the forehead of Adam Kadmon. So, okay, so let's just uh, break that down a little bit. So as we explained, I believe in a couple of episodes ago, we talked about this idea that the name Ma stems from the forehead of Adam Kadmon, which is sort of like the external manifestation of Adam Kadmon. And the shame, and the name Sag comes from the more internal part of the, the head of Adam Kadmon. Um, just to, I don't, I, I don't know if I reviewed this before, but Adam Kadmon is associated with the desire and pleasure within God. That so it's associated with that level that that precedes intellect, and it's the level at which, like you know, God just wanted there to be a world because it gives Him great pleasure for there to be creation. And so in this level, we have these two things. We have the the sag level, which is like the internal aspects. And then we have the ma, which is the forehead. And as we've already explained previously, uh, ma is associated with tikkun and sag is associated with tohu. And we've said that, uh, that the shattering the vessels, all of the things in creation that resulted from that, they actually stem from sag. But what, so what we're doing when we perform a mitzvah with an esrog and uh, or tefillin and things like that, which which yes, they are those fallen sparks of the two hundred eighty eight uh, vessels. But when we perform a mitzvah with them, what we're doing is we're elevating them back to their source in this name sag that preceded the falling of the vessel. So it's like we're going back to that state before the vessel shattered, and. Not only do we do this when we perform the actual practical mitzvahs, but even when we learn about the practical mitzvahs and we really get into the details of the laws, what what, what happens then is that we actually stimulate the level of chokhmah bin adas, which is the the intellectual attributes that are found in the ten spheres of the vessels of zera anpin and nukva, to all of the levels on high. Up until this level of Chochmah Biran Das that's found in Sag, in this very high level of Sag, which is the inner aspect of uh, aspect of Adam Kadmon that that comes out through the eyes, etc. So all of this is very lofty, obviously, you know, and we're only getting like a little taste of these ideas here. But suffice it to say is basically what the altar is saying is he's saying that when we do these mitzvahs, what we're doing is we're stimulating the sparks that have fallen to arouse this very, very high level of their source, so this sor- their source, which is in uh, which is in the, the name of Sag. And when we learn about these mitzvahs, because we're using our intellectual minds to, to learn, and intellectual faculties to learn about the mitzvahs, then we're arousing, um, and, but since it's still about these mitzvahs, these fallen sparks, we're, we're arousing the minds level within the level of Sag. And in conclusion, the Ultra Rabbi says, seemingly, 
all of this, everything we learned above, would only apply to learning about the positive commandments, but not the prohibitions, not the laws of what we can't do, especially those things that are really impractical to us, like very theoretical things. He give these, gives the example of pigol, which is um, when somebody brings an, a, a, a sacrifice with the wrong intent, and then it's the sacrifice is disqualified. So the Altarabist says that seemingly this whole discussion that we had about uh, the even just learning about the laws and not even just performing the mitzvahs themselves draws this light into Atsilas. This It seems like it, this is only applying to practical mitzvahs, like we're learning about how to do the practical mitzvahs. But it, where do the negative mitzvahs fall into this, the prohibitions? So he lives, leaves us on a cliffhanger here that's actually going to be addressed tomorrow, where tomorrow we'll actually learn uh, why we still do have this mitzvah to learn about negative commandments, about prohibitions, and the great power inherent therein. So stick with it and stay tuned. And for now, just to sum up what we spoke about today, we've been learning about the great value of doing a mitzvah and the power of doing a mitzvah and performing a mitzvah over and above just the intention behind performance of a mitzvah. And from today, for today, the angle that we took for this is really just about um, at addressing a possible question a person might have of how is it that we are able to shine light into the level of um, of Atsilas through performing these mitzvahs, if Atsilas has already been rectified, if these sparks are not rectified, these sparks that we're using to perform the mitzvahs are not rectified. And the answer was because when we perform these a mitzvah with these fallen sparks, we actually return them back to their source, which is in the name of Sag, which precedes the shattering of the vessels, which is the source of the world of of tohu, of chaos, which is higher than the world of rectification, but it's like the pre-shattering uh, the vessels level of tohu. So that's it for today. And as I have mentioned before, a lot more here to explore, but this is uh, what the ultra epic gives us in this way. So um, stick with it and we'll keep learning and uh, we'll continue along the, these lines tomorrow and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.